Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. time last year do you guys remember what we were doing something making lists what's today josh what's this date today's the 30th of june what's coming up soon circa 2017 circa year of our lord last this time last year we were talking about the delight of a film called independence day resurgence shit and my life is really uh Gone up and down since that movie. You know what? I I've those Why did you simpler have to bring times. Because Why did I you have to about bring that, that movie up it's in good, my presence? It's a good movie. I will close this computer and throw it out a window. Well, we talked All about right, Swiss done. Army Man very shortly thereafter, so I don't know. <sighs> Make you feel better, Josh? Yeah. Little. What are they doing? I wonder. How, I wonder how they are. I wonder how Daniels are. Uh, Making Daniels. dreams come true. And that movie only made five point one million dollars. That sucks. How much was it made for? Three. So. That they game did... sequel time. <laughs> uh man, Daniel Radcliffe is he's he's something else. Uh, he's doing a TV show coming up with uh, Owen Wilson, where Daniel mm-hmm. Radcliffe plays an angel who has to, like, help people or whatever, and Owen Wilson plays God. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's kind of... It's from the, um... It's from the creator of Man Seeking Woman, so... I don't know what that is. It's a great show where Hitler is, like, alive in the present day. It's just... You guys ever saw Man Seeking Woman? No. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it sounds right up my alley. Just watch the... Watch the pilots. That's where Hitler shows up, and it's great. It's great. I would imagine if the show's about him, he'd show up in the pilot. No, no, it's wow. not about him, about him. It's just like this weird, um, like, relationship drama about a man seeking a woman, basically. Like, he's uh, trying to... Hitler's still, there? He's dating, but it, like, it takes normal dating circumstances and then turns them into, like, genre films, kind of. Like, they do a whole episode where it's a diehard... It's like diehard, except he's sending a text or something like that. <laughs> It's like a precursor to Get Out. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but it's a really cool show. It just it just uh, concluded. So, um, so yeah, go Daniels, go Daniel Radcliffe, all the Daniels in the world. Just shout out to you. Um, but I today, what? I didn't even realize that his name was Daniel, and their name is Daniels. Oh my God! Wow. Do you need? It's almost like it's not one of the most common names in the world. Are you sitting down? I am. Okay, good. My middle name is Daniel. How about that? Holy shit! There are, <laughs> my father's name is Daniel. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Guys, I have a cousin named Daniel. She's getting real. It's getting real, real, real. Oh real, real, real. Um. So today we're talking about one of the most oddly titled movies of the year, Baby Driver. <laughs> Does that doesn't make any sense to me? I don't know. That's a very strange title for this movie. The guy's name is Baby. He drives. It kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about it. 
Yeah, but it's not like the baby driver or baby the driver or something like that. Like, you need something in there. What if there was a colon in between baby and driver? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, or bump that up to a semicolon. Shit. I know. Bear with me here. Semicolon might be pretty cool. <laughs> um, I wonder how many uh, like people going to see this movie. There's a letterbox list somewhere where it's um, uh, movie titles. People always screw up, and it's like, the second best exotic Budapest hotel was one of them, and <laughs> like you know, it's just that kind of those. I'm I'm curious to see if there's one for Baby Driver, like Boss Baby Driver or something like that. Boss I don't know. Driver. It's a crossover waiting to happen, but we're gonna talk about that in just a second, and then do a top five of our favorite movies of the year so far towards the end. Because last year we did, <laughs> I was a dummy, and we did this at the end of May, and then I have to be like, hey, you know. There's seven more months, not six. And I was like, oh, damn, I'm stupid. So we're going to rectify it. But before that, Josh, a major thing happened in Star Wars land today. And I want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Other than the fuck with like 16 U's that you sent me. Yeah. Uh, Full thoughts. Now that we've had some time to think about and uh, and uh, take in the Han Solo news. What do you make of this whole kerfuffle um i mean it's surprising it's kind of came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um but honestly after all the dust is kind of i guess i don't know if it's settled yet because i'm sure we'll learn more as the weeks go on but from all the 15 different stories i've read about it and what i think is true and what i think isn't true and what i've read and all this other crap um, I'm not worried about it. I don't think there's a shot in hell it's making its May release date. Hmm. Um, that's I can tell you right now, that's not going to happen. They can say it's going to happen all they want. It's not going to happen. Um, I mean, didn't... Uh, I mean, Rogue One made theirs. And... Yeah, but that's a completely different situation. This they is, didn't lose their director. They well, didn't I know, lose... They did, they, I mean, they, they kind of did. O- they didn't overhaul the movie Yeah, when, with three weeks of shooting left. They finished the movie, saw it needed some fixing, and then went back and did some touching up and reshot some stuff. And, See, are we sure know, this is an time. overhaul instead of a, like, in, like a firing over insubordination? Because they made it, so like, some of the stuff I read was like, oh, they did, you know, a handful of takes doing it by the script, and then, then they would improvise a little bit I more. Have, so I have I no don't... idea. Maybe what they saw they didn't like, and they need to re-overhaul a lot of... I, I can... First of all, to give Ron Howard directing credit, he needs to shoot. I think the DGA rule is like 70% of the movie needs to be shot by him. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to reshoot it regardless of if the footage is good or not. Um, so we're going to get Jar Jar in there maybe. Oh, God. Um, we can only... So, yeah, they're going to have to reshoot a lot of this. And it, maybe there's a maybe they can get it done by May, but I'd rather them not try to get it all done in 11 months yeah and have the result be a not good movie I don't know. um because i still think this will probably be a good movie mm-hmm. um i just you know han solo has never been the one that i'm like dying to see like if i'm being honest when i was looking at the 2018 movies i'm like i don't even know if this is gonna be in my top 10 most anticipated yeah you're looking forward to the blue milk spinoff right i just want to see an origin story for it i don't know what it is i know blue cows is my bet I've said that before, but um, now they're gonna re-edit all the Star Wars movies to have um, 
blue milk in it. Exactly. And then it's going to show one, the adventure of one glass of blue milk as it makes its way through the whole series. Blue milk delivery man, you know, he drops your blue that milk. One, the... That one glass in uh, A New Hope Who is knows? actually in every single Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's like it's like Superman in Seinfeld. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, no, I, I, I do, I still think it could make, I think it will make its May release date because, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I most likely am. I don't, is this going to be like an action-heavy effects I mean, it's not going to be like, it's not going to be like episode seven or Rogue One, but yeah. it's, it's going to be like an adventure. Yeah. But it's not going to be as heavy, probably. Yeah, so, but. I don't know, if you're, because effects work. This, in is, like, this is still a $150, 200000000 million movie. Like, this is a, it's a big thing. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I definitely understand that, but it's not, you know, you're not, CGI and all that stuff is usually what takes the most amount of time, and this is probably going to be the least, I'm again, maybe I'm wrong, at least one of the least CGI light Star Wars of the new. There won't be as many I explosions, guess. I guess. Yeah. Is, yeah. So I don't know, if it's just a, if they have like a few action sequences, because then I think that they'll be okay, but, and, because 11 months is a long time. And it's almost a year. Exactly. And they I mean, do I think, they know what they're I gonna think do. The, I think the best situation to compare this to would probably be Ant Man. Because that movie even though they yeah. did because that movie got its director replaced like oh two weeks before shooting started and they had only like eleven or ten months before the release date and they made it somehow and I thought that movie turned out great. So mm-hmm. this is also one of the whole Disney thing, so who knows? Uh, I just I can't see it because this is Han Solo is more important than Ant Man. It's much bigger than pretty much any Marvel property. Yeah, bigger. Um, ah, ha, ha. Size. Oh my god. That's funny. Um, I don't. I just. I, I don't. He hates me so much. It's great. I do. Um, but yeah, I'm not that <laughs> concerned about it. And I think, like I said, worst case scenario, this is just an okay movie. Yeah. Like. I think the like, even if this ends up being not amazing, like it's still gonna be. Like I feel the same way about it. I do the Marvel movies. Like the worst of the Marvel movies, aside from like Iron Man two, which is kind of a piece of shit. I think you meant to say um, Thor two and Iron Man three. Yeah, no, Iron Man three is brilliant. Um, and Civil War. That was a that was a movie where they let the director do whatever he wanted and make his movie, and it was awesome. Um. But yeah, I think the worst case scenario is like same with that. Is like when it's a bad movie, it's just kind of like, oh, it was, it was whatever. I saw it. I probably won't think about it again. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll move on with my day. So if that's and I, it's just like I know some people are like upset about it because it's Han Solo and it's like it could ruin the character. It's like I don't care that much. It's like if it if it's it's not gonna ruin the character if it's just an okay movie, right? Like it just won't really add much and I'm fine with that. So. Hmm. No, that's fair. I think if it's probably got the, it's probably just as likely to be bad as rogue one was. And I'm expecting it's to us to see, be like, Oh, it's okay. It's fine. You know, it's, it's a movie and you know, that's, that's okay, I guess. But I just, I don't like, I don't like the idea. And I understand why this, why it's this way. I don't like the idea of, Star Wars, like, marvelizing themselves where they take away the um, creativity of the director just for, like, and he's turned into movie, there's movies that are being produced instead of directed, you know? And that's, the thing that is, that's, that's just, that's how franchises work. Like, 
when you're making and I think Star Wars has a lot more freedom than Marvel because Marvel is like all in the same like timeline yeah. and like very more close in it where Star Wars is like this story takes place here, this one's over here, this know, one's over like, there. Think of Harry Potter for instance. I mean those are like David Heyman and David Barron, they were there from the very beginning and even though yeah. I hate Prisoner of Azkaban, that is, that is a straight up Alfonso Cuaron movie, like no doubt about it. Just like the first two the best for Columbia's, yeah. Mike Newell and David Yates don't have as much of a, I don't, I, or at least I don't know their style as much, so I can't really speak to if that's a Mike, uh, a Mike Newell or David Yates movie. But they at least had a style, and you did feel like there was there was a difference the between is, three and four, and then five, while I, also being feel no, while also feeling like this is a this is produced under one set of guidelines or set or like vision or whatever. And I was. I guess I was hoping more of that from Star Wars, and granted, we've seen two movies, so you need to see like four or five to really get an idea of what they're going for. But um, I don't know. I'm just I'm bummed out that they don't trust their. It doesn't seem like they trust their directors enough. I think it's to trust the directors. It's just I think it's because if you look at Ryan Johnson, you have, we haven't heard a thing about any problems going on at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the only problem they had with Episode Seven was JJ wanted a little more time, and they gave it to him. So, well, um, they gave it to him because Harrison Ford almost died like six times. But <laughs> well, that was that was that was way. Well, then he got his life crushed, and you know that's just bad, that's just bad luck. That wasn't anything. No, that was, was good like, luck. That got him the script, baby. But um, but yeah, like I think it's more the anthology movies are still figuring out what they want them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really the fact that Rogue One. Um, well, I guess more Han Solo than Rogue One because Han Solo is so deeply connected to the original trilogy and the stories and characters we already know. And which and this is why I don't want an origin story for every movie. I want I don't want them to do this guy get the spinoff and this person get the spinoff and all this other stuff. Um, it's kind of what I'm, the one thing I'm afraid they're going to start doing is just doing that for every anthology movie. Yeah. Um, I want them to just create a new character create a new story, set it in a different era, or set it in the same era, I guess it doesn't really matter, um, as long as it's not like connected to Darth Vader or the Skywalkers or Solo or anything like that. Yeah, we'll get and those so eventually. N- and, um, and yeah, I think so too. It's just I think they're kind of playing a little safe with the anthologies right now, keeping it in connection to things we know. Um, but when we get stuff like that, I think they'll probably loosen the grip a little bit because they won't be so like it has to be like this because it has to tie into this because it has to set up this and all this other stuff yeah um which is i i don't have a problem with if a director here's the thing i i in a lot of situations i do side with the studio because it is the studio's movie like i understand the director has to have their vision they have to have their kind of creative freedom but there also has to be a line where they have to be able to be told no that they can't do something because it is going to interfere with the overall vision of the franchise because you're not just making one movie, you're making one part of multiple movies um, for better or for worse. But that's, that's just kind of the system that we have. Um, And so that I just, you have to play ball and Lord Miller, it sounds like they didn't want to play ball. They didn't want to participate in what Lucasfilm was asking of them. And they were trying to do it too much their own way. Um. So yeah, my 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 whole thing is you know like I said they're why why did you hire them to begin they're, with? No, well, but their their own way has been proven to be successful. Is but that is was kind of my that, whole that, thing. But that doesn't mean that it's going to translate to Star Wars. It's like when yeah. I thought 
what I saw they were bringing them on for Han Solo was to kind of have them stretch their legs and try something a little bit different. But from everything, it sounds like they were kind of making a Jump Street-esque movie in Star Wars world, which some people might be into. Personally, I would be into that if it wasn't a Han Solo movie. So, you know, it just, I think maybe Lucasfilm brought them on because they're up-and-coming talented people. I guess, I don't even know if they're really up-and-comers anymore. They're like, they're stars at this point. Yeah. Um, But they brought them on thinking they could kind of get the same kind of thing they did with the Russo brothers, whereas these guys just kind of, they can see the talent in them and see what they can do with something other, Mm. some other type of genre. But I guess... At least Marvel's poaching guys who don't really have, like, a name or a talent, and they're just conforming them to their own, I like, standards, I guess, but I don't know, just, Lord Miller, come on, just, you don't, you don't hire them to make, uh, your movie, you know, you hire them to make their movie, and hope, I that's guess. That's a, that's, the thing is, you gotta compromise, like, you, yeah. you have to understand when you're working for a studio this big, you're gonna have to conform to certain constraints, and you're gonna have to do things possibly that you don't necessarily want. Again, I would understand um, that if they made a stinker, but I've seen three of their movies and they've all been good runaway successes that everybody loved and were and I mean their whole idea was, "Oh my god, I bet they're going to make a an adaptation of 22 Jump Street and a Lego like a movie about Legos. That's going to suck or they're going to make try to make a funny Han Solo. That's going to suck, you know?" Like that's kind of their thing is they take ideas yeah. that don't sound good and turn something into them. So yeah, I've we're never gonna see it. The the yeah, we're never gonna Lord know Miller what cut. actually happened and what they wanted and what their movie would have been. But I'm at the I'm, end of the if the final product is good, I don't. I, no one's really gonna care about any of this. So we just I just don't like the feeling of like walking out of a Star Wars movie and saying, but what if blank like oh but what if gareth edwards could go all the way and do his thing or what if lord miller had well, a chance to do their gareth, thing with the gareth edwards thing they told his part of the stuff he was doing they like the original ending of the movie was they didn't die like that was disney approved of that later on yeah like it doesn't like the stuff it's everything i'm hearing it sounds like the stuff disney and lucasfilm are approving and wanting to change are for the better so I just, I just want to see, like, they're in, even if, whether it's for the better or not, is kind of, you know. Like, I don't, who like, knows, I'm all, I, I want to see someone's vision, but if, if this was another franchise, it'd probably be a different story, but because this is Star Wars, because it's something I care about probably more than anything else, um, it's like, I don't want to see someone just try to make some, their own thing, but it doesn't really work out or it doesn't fit, mm-hmm. and I'd rather have it kind of reined in a little bit. Yeah. Just that's just me. If I I don't, and on the other hand, I if I see a bad Star Wars movie, that's not going to really affect my mood. So if they make one, if they really go for it on one of them and it doesn't work out, and then you know whatever. But I understand it. It means a lot to a lot of people, and some people let a bad Star Wars movie really get under their skin. So whatever. It is how it is. It is what it is, and uh, I just I just don't I just find it strange that they've hired, you know. Of their five planned movies, two have been fired, and one has been either get out or pay, or 
kind of pitch in and be oh, our guy. With one of them, I think the Josh Trank situation, that was because of all the rumors going around because of what was happening with Fantastic Four. I don't yeah. think yeah. that really had much to do with him and his movie. Yeah. So. And trust me, I think we're going to get right back into this whole machine very, very soon with Colin Trevorrow. Please. What, what, what odds would you guys put that Trevorrow gets booted off episode 9? Cody? 45. I don't fucking know. I didn't see the movie. <laughs> That's a good number. That's a good number. Um, I mean, you basically did. You could log that as watch after my... <laughs> that was fun. The thing is, they Lucasfilm has to have seen this movie months ago. And they have to have... Like, they're, they're keeping tabs on all their filmmakers oh, yeah, and collaborators. So... There's probably a good chance they probably already saw like a rough cut of this movie months and months ago. So and they're making a they, deal with some other director to come on or something. If, I like know. I don't know, but if they had, I just feel like if they were gonna do it, they would have done it already. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, it could, and maybe because this whole buzz, Colin Trevorrow is probably thankful right now because with all that backlash coming towards him, that died after about three days because of all the Han Solo stuff going on. Yeah. And luckily, so, and for some reason, nobody saw. Well, not for some reason. I know perfectly why, but nobody saw the Book of Henry too. Yeah, and well, it's just yeah. it could have. Yeah, you are right. They did. They did luck out there, but. I do, I do think there's somebody like he's gonna have to answer for that movie at some point, and yeah. whether he loses his job or whatever happens happens, and I wouldn't be surprised if they got if they talked Ryan Johnson into sticking around. Or JJ wanted to come back or something. I I wish Ryan, that was the original report when he first came on was that Ryan Johnson was going to direct seven or eight and nine. Yeah. So. I would be fine with that, or let JJ cap it off or something. I don't know, but no, I I thought about it a lot more, and I don't think Trevor Oche, I don't think he's earned the right to make a Star Wars movie. I think the worst case scenario with Episode Nine is we're going to get Jurassic World, which I don't okay. love Jurassic. I don't love Jurassic World. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of okay. But um, I'm I'm just brought that, back to something that Ryan Johnson said. He's he th- somebody was asking him about episode eight, and he's like, "Oh, I left, I left Colin Trevorrow. I left like he said, I left him, but insinuating Trevorrow and Derek Connolly's writing partner. He's like, I left them a mess at the end of episode eight. And after seeing Book of Henry, I just like uh, like he put the characters in a really like difficult positions, and like there's like I don't know. He just kind of like. Psh- shook up the snow globe basically and you know it's gonna have fun fixing it yeah now that it's like it's bad it's just like people are gonna be in dip in odd situations like you know oh like if ryan johnson's like i killed ray uh han solo came back to life and kylo <laughs> and kylo ren's a brony now you know like something that mess <laughs> that like to that level I would watch the shit out of the kylo ren my little pony movie oh my god yes uh <laughs> he's already basically halfway there with his general angst about the world so um, yeah. So I my yeah. If there is in fact a better than me. yeah, I mean writing the concluding chapter of a trilogy is hard enough. Shut that dog up. <laughs> writing the concluding chapter of a trilogy is hard enough. So if you're giving me somebody like Colin Trevorrow who can look at Book of Henry and think it's good, then I'm kind of lost faith a little bit. Uh, I. It's weird. This is I don't know how he sticks on, but that's for another discussion for another day. So, can let's get into Baby Driver, shall we? Yeah, 
Yeah. We've we've star I'm Star Wars out for for like a month and a half. So many lightsabers, so little time. So, uh Josh, why don't you give your first impressions, initial thoughts on Edgar Wright's Baby Driver? It's awesome. Well said. It's great. Cody. It's great. <laughs> I don't know. It's great. <laughs> Oh, it's actually my turn? Yeah, yeah. One of the most fun movies I've ever seen. Probably the most fun time I've had at the movies by myself with nobody else in the theater all year. Oh, no, really? Ever since my all-male viewing of Wonder Woman. (laughs) Did I tell you guys about that? No, go for it. It's just I was the only one in the theater, and I thought it was hilarious that it was an all-male showing of Wonder Woman. Oh, you really? No, only only person to see Wonder Woman. It when was, was like it? a Wednesday night or something. Oh, okay, that makes sense. It's pretty sick, though. You you showed them. You showed I showed them. those feminists. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, I really really enjoyed Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. So, question for you guys. When- when did you see it, and how many people were in your theater? Because I'm trying to gauge how much money this is going to make in the long weekend. Cody? About three hours ago, and it was just me. Okay. Josh? Uh, I saw it yesterday, and there was, like, maybe, like, a quarter of the theater was full. Okay. Um, But the other, but I've I've been working at the theater all week, and there I've been seeing tons of people come in to see it. Oh, good. So. Nice. I... Uh, I saw it at 10 o'clock last night, so on 10 o'clock on a Thursday, basically, and my theater was about, let's say maybe there's uh, two, three dozen people kind of scattered about, but it was it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good showing. Um, but Baby Driver, man, whew, this is, that, that's a movie. That's not, I don't know, is it a, it might be a film. Do you think it's a film, Cody? It's, it's on the cusp of being a film. Yeah, I think it's a really well-made movie, whereas... Scott Pilgrim is de- is definitely like a film, and that movie's, oh, I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, outside of the occasional Scott Pilgrim freakout and Ant Man, we really haven't talked about Edgar Wright very much. But uh, and I feel bad about that because he's he's the he, he's the American answer to or the British answer to Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> kind of. Like just, I don't know if I'd go that far. He doesn't have person up in his movies to call him a Tarantino. I, I, I like him more than Quentin Tarantino. That's so. a really weird thing to say. Yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. That is interesting. I don't agree, but it's interesting. Um, no, it's just they have the very similar sensibilities of they like violence and f- fast dialogue and sharp editing choices and like a like not a pop culture literacy, but just a like a well-roundedness to them, I guess. And I don't. They, they're cut from the same cloth, basically, is what I think. And I, I really dig Edgar Wright. I think he's he's a good director. There's still a couple of movies of his that I've yet to see. Actually, there only might be World's End, uh, which I've heard well, is That movie's pretty good, good too. Yeah. World's End is really good. Yeah. Um, oh, and he, of course, he wrote, he wrote Adventures of Tintin, which is amazing. Great film. So good. Yeah, there's a ghost in my house. Is it, does it have a sheet on? I can't. Don't don't joke about that. A ghost story. I want to see that so bad. Yeah. Um, um, someone's opening my door, and by that I mean my air conditioner is opening my door. Oh my god. Are you are you okay? Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> so Shaun of the Dead, I really I thought was okay. I didn't I didn't laugh about it that much. It was fine. Like I don't remember really liking it 
too much. Um, Hot Fuzz is my favorite movie of his. That movie is just hysterical and tight, and this is, I, I could rewatch that. I could watch that once a week and not get tired of it. Um, Scott Pilgrim, of course, is... I think that's his... Not my favorite of his, but I think it's his... Like, you can point to that and say that's Edgar Wright's movie. Like, that's the movie... Yeah. I think that's going to be the first line of his obituary kind of a movie. Director of yeah. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and its 14 sequels. Yeah. Hopefully. Will that get a sequel? I don't know. No. no never, probably. Oof, no. It did not make much money at all. Oof. Rip and, fa- rip and peace. But um, Baby Driver, I guess, is kind of... It's definitely his... He's, got, he's pushing his own boundaries. Like, he finished his Cornetto trilogy. He... Obviously, couldn't go back to make another Scott Pilgrim, uh, and now he's—we're seeing the, I guess, the director that Edgar Wright wants to become, and I think I'm encouraged with what I saw. I think he's got—he's—he's he's got a lot of bravado to do a movie like this and pull it off, and he's got a lot of ideas in his head, and he's extremely literate with you know movies in general. He knows what's good and what isn't, and. Yeah, I I echo what you guys said. I had a really good time with Baby Driver. I think it's one of the best movies I've seen of the year. It's one that I can definitely see myself revisiting. I have a couple of problems with it, but the the good definitely outweighs the bad, and I really I really dig this movie. So let's get into some dislikes because right, this should be a little bit shorter. But Cody, anything you did not like about the Baby um, Driver? I'm thinking about not particularly. I- Sorry, I just got killed in Dark Souls, and I'm not happy about it. Happens. Um, it was bullshit, in case you were wondering. Yeah, uh, always. No, I, don't, I can't think of anything I really, really disliked. There were some pretty obvious character development moments that bothered me, mm-hmm. but it fit into the rest of the story really well. Okay. So, okay with it. What would those be? Just that it's the one scene where they go into the diner after they kill all those cops. Spoilers. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. it's just... You're a, you're a Wall Street man. It's just Jamie Foxx expositing. Oh, uh, where he, like, told him... He, like, Aaron sorkin him a little bit? Yeah. You know, where, like, somebody walks into a room and somebody, like, dishes out their resume. <laughs> just off exactly. the top of it. Yeah, I, no, I didn't mind that. I That's that's the character... Unlike something like Guardians 2, that's the character development I like when it's not the only thing that's happening because if if they just walked in and... With no did that and left and didn't meet his girlfriend then yeah 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 but like the the current of he sees his girl and she sees him when they both have this like silent communication of uh we can't talk right now and then he slips with a note like that's really cool I so character of I didn't mind that I know I noted that it's like okay that's an that's a weird way to talk to get to know this guy but when you do that and while also doing something else on top of it to give it some sort of urgency I didn't mind it and. I also didn't mind it because Jamie Foxx is just the best. And he's a great actor. He might have been my favorite actor in the movie. I'm pretty sure he was. Um, and I definitely want that sweater, by the way. His uh, his red uh, King King of Diamonds sweater. <laughs> that was freaking sick. It was so cool. <laughs> uh, any No more dislikes, Cody? Not, like, anything I can really think of. I really like this movie. Yeah. Josh, dislikes? Um, I only have one dislike that I can actually point out, and it's the, like, it's not like the 
not like the ending of the movie, like not to say it's a bad ending, but it's just like the final like five minutes I thought was kind of like unnecessary. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I just felt like it kind of like it goes into this whole. Th- I don't want to. Are we talking spoilers at this point? Or yeah, any- yeah. Okay, well, okay. Um, yeah, it goes into the whole thing where he gets. You know, he goes to prison. He does his thing. Then people talk about the kind of person he is, and then he gets out, and it's over. I just felt like that was whole like if he if it's by the end of it he gets out and he he doesn't even serve his what was it twenty years he was supposed to serve or fifteen something like that yeah um he he gets out early and then him and uh, Lily James they go along their way and uh, so I just felt like and like they were just like describing him as a character but it's like all stuff we already knew about him mm-hmm. so like I didn't really understand why I needed to hear all that like it was nice I didn't hate it I was just like all right. I, I kind of already know this. I know you feel this way about him. I know that. So that's cool. I mean, it wasn't like bad. It was just like, that's like the only flaw I could find if I had to look for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, I have no problems. I This is a great movie. Edgar Wright killed it. Nice. Nice. Um, I do. I only have two things that kind of are big, but not. I don't really care about them as much as I would normally. One of them was this, the character of Baby. And I guess more so the performance, because I don't know. I couldn't, I could barely understand what Ansel Elgort was saying at times. His accent was garbage. Like, it wasn't even, like, he's from America, right? I have no idea. I, so, I didn't know what was going, yeah, he was born in, he was born in Manhattan. Okay, yeah, so he's American AF, but, like, I, I just, I couldn't tell what the hell he was saying. In I would say like sixty-five to seventy percent of his lines were just so mumbly and they just didn't make any sense. And I, I just like what, huh? And then on top of that, I just don't think he was that good, and which is a problem because he was he's like the title character, and I just really? had a, I had a really difficult time getting invested in him. Whereas I loved every other person in the cast, like even John Bernthal for like five seconds. And by the way. The best gag in the movie is how he says, if you don't see me again, I'm dead. And then you never see him again. <laughs> that was so great. But I liked everybody. Like Maybe it's just, I, maybe Baby was good, but everybody else was great. That it just seemed like a step down f- from that. From when I, whenever we kind of had to go with him. Because he had, yeah, he had his moments. But overall, I just, Ansel Elgort, I don't think, is a very charismatic actor. And... And he was pretty charming when he was uh, hanging out with his foster dad. Yeah, yeah. The, the moments like that worked pretty well. But when he was, I don't know if he was trying to be cool or just trying to stay alive or something like that. But I just the character didn't really work for me all that much, and kind of took away from my overall experience of the movie. But they don't, you know, at times the movie isn't even about him, and they just they don't really shift narratives, but they definitely move the focus elsewhere but overall i wasn't crazy about baby and i don't think elgort was that great in the role and then the mumbling just got to me and there was there's also this one scene i couldn't help but notice it but in the when baby and the girl went to the went on a date to the laundromat and it was 80 yard terribly like the, the was it? Yeah, the or i don't know if it was 80 yard but the audio was just really really off and they sounded like they were speaking into an iPhone speaker and not, like... Because, like, I know that, you know, 
dialogue gets dubbed in the in the studio because they can't most of the times they can't record it live. But uh, for whatever reason, that caught my ear in the wrong way, and I listened for it in the next dialogue scene, and it wasn't there. So don't know what happened with that. But um, and then I guess the other another small thing is the music. I loved it. It was great, but sometimes it just felt like it was playing just to be played instead of point. Yeah, yeah, no, and I got that. It, I'm so I'm I'm kind of unsure of what I didn't like, but something about it just didn't it felt a little off to me. And mostly, and I guess this goes into another point is that the character of Baby wasn't some things just didn't make sense. Like the whole like we're meant to believe that and we're it's set up that he's got tinnitus, right? And then he uses huh. music to drown out the noise. But there was a handful of scenes where he goes like, when he goes to the bank, for instance, there's a handful of scenes when he goes without music that he's fine, right? And, I don't know, I expected that to play into the story a little bit more to where, like, if you take his music away from him, like, maybe he has to do it, he has to, like, drive a getaway without music, so somebody knocks out the music, and he has to, like, cope with without having his music and having the splitting tinnitus kind of uh, making things more difficult for him, you know? Does that make sense? Kind of. Josh, does that make sense at all? Uh, n- not really. Okay. It. I don't know. It didn't bother me. Or I didn't notice it. No, so. it just it, it just felt like maybe a missed opportunity would be a better way to phrase it. But it's you have, and f- we really never like. How does the tinnitus affect him in his everyday life? Mm-hmm. But, like, as an audience, like, for the audience, I think I wanted to experience that a little bit to kind of get an idea of what was ailing him and, like, what was what was challenging him so I can understand it and then maybe sympathize with him a little bit better and a little bit more. And they just say, oh, he has tinnitus, and you never get to experience what that means, you know? Because I think I know what tinnitus is. It's like, like Pete Townshend has it where it's, he's got this ring in his ears that won't go away, and... Baby has that, but what does it? it I ne- there's no, there's never a scene where it affects his ability to function as a person. Really, like there's a couple scenes where he is in his car and he's like scrambling to get the right music on so he can drive. But those are we we see that from like an outsider's point of view, and we don't really, like I said, we don't really experience it. I just, I don't think I, I, I don't really dislike it. It's just it felt a little. The screen just the screenplay just felt a little undercooked, I guess, and I I guess I I expected that to come into play towards the end when it I mean it kind of did when John Hamm like shoots the shoots the ground, but I don't know. Um, but other than that, I loved it. <laughs> There's just a couple little things. Um, so let's talk about the cast a little bit. For me, the standout is Jamie Fox. He's like a he's like the Joe Pesci of this movie. Or he's like the Tommy, I guess, of this movie, where you just kind of never know what he's going to do, and he's just sort of <laughs> crazy and kind of likes to stir the pot just to stir the pot. Uh, who'd you guys like? I liked everybody, honestly. Yeah. The only person I might not have liked was Jamie Foxx because he annoyed the shit out of me, but I think that's the point. Really? Okay. Hmm. Josh, what about you? I mean, I loved. Honestly, I thought Ansel Elgort was fantastic. I I actually really loved him in the movie. Um, 
Kevin Spacey. He was awesome. Oh, so good. He was so good. Um, Lily James, I love her and everything she's in, and I want her to be in more things. Um, she was great. Um, it's actually Kevin James's daughter. Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. Thank God. Um, but yeah, John John Hamm. He was awesome. He was so good. Oh, I, John he Hamm was, was super fantastic good. in this movie. He might, I might say, he was the best acting wise, but I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, Ansel Elgort. I just, I thought he was great. So I don't. He he was charismatic to me, and something I thought. Um, while I was watching it, I was like, I kind of wanted because there was back when they were casting Han Solo. Of course, I got to bring it back to Star Wars. Oh, I um, hate you so much. <laughs> uh, they were the shortlist was had him on it, and I was also watching it. I was like, I kind of wish they'd got him instead of Ooh, Aaron Hicks. So. I don't think you'd be a good Han Solo. Yeah, I was yeah, watching. No I was like, this guy would be amazing as Han Solo. Um, but he was great. I loved him. I loved his character. Um, and just yeah, the whole cast, the, all the characters. I just I loved them all. I want. It just, it's great. Um, I really, I want this movie to do well so badly. Yeah. Probably not. I, don't know, I think it'll be, I don't think when all is said and done, it'll probably. I can see it opening at like 30 to 40 million yeah. at most. Yeah, something like that. Hopefully international audiences flock to it. Because I, I think it's a good, it was good foresight to put it right now because people just saw Transformers and it kind of bombed domestically. It'll be a good car movie, baby. Exactly, baby. Um, so I don't. Know, I think it, could, it it it's being released in a good spot. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're releasing it right before all the good movies are coming out. So exactly. Smart. This is really kicking off the good movies. Okay. That, yeah, I mean, we had a little yeah. bit of a lull. Now things are back to being, you know, decent. Well, um, at least we hope. Yeah. Some other things that you guys enjoyed include what, Josh? Uh, the action, the, the mm-hmm. all the car yeah. stunts and all the those scenes are just they're so Edgar Wright in the best way possible. You know, there was there weren't as many awesome. as those of those like quick cuts that I've that I'm used no. to with Edgar Wright. That's when more in his puts, like Cornetto trilogy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when somebody puts picks up keys or something like that. There's usually like yeah. twenty cuts and there's like really good yeah. sound editing. Yeah. Where I'm glad it wasn't in it because it it makes sense. This w- is like a different its own thing, but yeah. Those are just so cool, and I like. Yeah, <laughs> they sound and, nice. Yeah, all that stuff. I thought just the way, and I mean, I feel that way about every one of his movies. But the way it's edited, the like the pacing of it and the style, it's really like snappy and fast paced. Yeah. Um, and I just it continues here. I think it's really awesome, and I love the soundtrack. I thought it added to the movie. I thought it like kind of drove the story in a way. So. Mm-hmm. I guess um. Yeah, no, my I guess what it comes down to is like my problem with the music just is that I didn't. It was it was nice, but it wasn't built on a really solid foundation of of baby's hearing difficulties. I guess where it did seem like it was it was cool music for the sake of cool music instead of cool music for this for baby's individual story, and that just comes back to the fact that Wright just didn't give us anything any more development on the baby's hearing phase because I, I, we never really hear him have the tinnitus problems and like I said he goes into the they bank and he's it. fine without it you yeah, know, hear we, the uh, only in the flashback sequences but they did during the movie didn't they I don't remember too many hmm. but uh, it for a movie where I just the main character doesn't really work and the main performance doesn't really work for me I don't think I could like I liked everything about this movie except for that. So 
it kind of just goes to show how good of a director Edgar Wright is, where even if he doesn't connect with me 100%, I still think he's, his movies are awesome, just for the, just for the, even for like the set dressing or just everything around the main character is so great that if the main, if he's not awesome, then that's just okay. And he typically does a lot better with protagonists. I mean, the, uh, the two Can we cops... pretend for a second if um, Michael Sarah played Baby? As uh-huh. Scott Pilgrim, I would die. Yeah, I mean, I'd be Sc- so happy. Yeah. Scott is just such a great character, and um, the guy, the cops from Hot Fuzz, are just are great characters. Where he, Baby, just felt a little bit lacking, but um, the music itself was pretty pretty good. I like that they, I like we got two versions of the Harlem Shuffle, but none, but neither <laughs> from the Stones, which kind of bummed me out. But you know, sad as our president likes to say. Um, I also agree with you, Josh. The action was fantastic, especially um, right after the post office heist goes oh, wrong. Oh God, so yeah. cool! With the shootouts and baby on the on foot, and man, yeah. that parkour kind of came out of nowhere, but I was okay with it. I don't think it was parkour; it was just jumping. He didn't really. Like... It was parkour. He was jumping on on the shit, using everything. You know, jumped over shit. Was well, it parkour? parkour. Par- well. Parkour is like parkour, getting from point A to point B without touching the ground. He just he touched the ground. He just like you know hopped I over stuff. I guess you and I have different different definitions of uh, parkour. Parkour, parkour. Parkour. Um. Yeah. Uh, action was fantastic. Car chases were really, really, really good. Um, the I think the the opening. I mean, people. <laughs> This this line has gone around a lot, and I just can't help but agree with it because I think the this movie kind of stinks. But this is the better version of Drive, like a million percent. Like, this is what Drive would be if it weren't so self indulgent and self important. I never saw that. Yeah, me neither. You know? Oh, you guys haven't seen Drive, really? No. Nope. It's it's fine. It's fine, but like it's it's a frat boy film school kind of a movie, you know, where it's like, oh, Drive's the best movie ever because there's no dialogue and. There's one car chase and cars it's kind and of girls. Funny. I don't. Know. It's it's an okay movie. People have deified it, and this is like the better version of that. This is drive to its full fullest potential, and it totally works. And it's also like Fast and the Furious in a way. Not in a way. It basically is Fast and the Furious, but from a different, like scaled down a little bit, uh, which is great. It's like the first Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, yeah, basically. Before they started teaming up with the government. Two baby, two driver. Two baby, two drive. The fate of the baby. <laughs> driver seven. <Baby> four. <laughs> oh man, baby and the driver. Um, that would be honestly, I'd be fine with that though. If if this is spun off and do its own franchise of crazy movies, then sure, whatever. Um. Uh, Cody, do you have a an action scene that you liked, or just or really anything else? After the post office, like we mentioned, was really good. Also, in the parking garage was. Very intense. Yeah, I like that. yeah. I think John Hamm wins for best death scene of the year. Oh yeah. So far, I can't think of any other anyone that was as good as this as this one. Eh. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe Logan's, but that was sad. That was too sad. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't cool at all. No, it was. Yeah, uh, De- Edgar Wright's <laughs> good. At, he's good at death scenes though. Like I, I remember in in, in um. Hot fuzz with the with the car accident, and then when the thing fell on the guy, like Ghostface pushed that thing over and killed the dude. That was cool. 
I love that movie. Uh, but there were a lot of moments like the John Hamm death scene where it's just everything, Wright's intentions are communicated so well. He tells this story um, visually more so than dialogue. I mean, there's Kevin Spacey goes over an entire plan and that we just don't hear and we don't really need to until, like, I guess later on when it's ultimately explained, but... Um, <laughs> It was just it's it's a very smart movie. And I think the one of the things I thought was coolest about this was with the post office heist they had the glasses. They're like obscure cameras. Uh-huh. I've never seen that before. I wonder if those are real. They've gotta be. Josh, when was the last time you dropped a bank? Did you use one of those? Oh uh, well last weekend, me okay. and my 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 crew, we went your, and your robbed team. it. Yeah. Yep. The heist? Yep. Heist. Heist. Yeah, this definitely enters the echelon of great heist movies with like Ocean's Eleven and Heat and stuff like that. It's pretty dope. Um, and Color High Water for that instant, for that matter. Um, what else did you guys like? Or I just loved this, the story. Um, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, I actually, for the, a lot of the movie I was kind of just like, this is really good, but it's not quite like amazing like I was kind of wanting it to be. Yeah, same. Um, and, then it, and then it hits a point um, and it's the scene where Baby drives the car into the back of the truck and kills Jamie Fox. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, that scene. And I and I was watching. I was like, okay, you got now, me. This, baby this driver is, this has is... arrived. Yeah. And then it just it. like, and it from there because it hit a point where I was like, oh, is am I? I felt like I was about to start predicting everything that was going to happen for the rest of the movie, and then it goes completely fifteen different directions throughout the rest of the movie. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in. This is awesome. I'm loving it. And and then it ends, and I was like, "This is this is fantastic." Yeah, I just I love the story and the way it goes, and um, just the way Edgar Wright tells his stories, no matter what it is, it's just I love that it feels so him. If you can like, it's I love movies where you know it's a movie by this person. Yeah, like it's like this is an Edgar Wright movie. Like when you, you watch a Joel Schumacher movie, you know it's a Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, you know it's when you're watching a movie and it's terrible, you know it's a Joel Schumacher movie. <laughs> Come on, below the belt, below the belt. That's that's unfair. No, but I agree. I actually, I like. Sorry. No, no. I I was just saying, Josh. I had the same exact like right when that happened. I was like, okay, this is good so far, and then it kind of kicked it into high gear, if you will. Because I was like, like, what's he about to do? And then he stabs him with the with the whatever it was that was hanging out of the truck, and I was like, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Uh. What were you saying, Cody? Another thing I really liked about the movie was the sound editing. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. When whenever the, I loved how they made the gunshots go off to the music. Yes, that was one of the things I loved. It was it, the, all the so many of the action scenes are like synchronized with the music, and like the, there's like a gunfight that's like they're shooting it with the beat, and it's wow, that was great. Super cool. Mm. Um, the baby's backstory. I thought it was really good um, with his uh, his mom used, used to work at the diner and she was a singer and kind of gave him an iPod and uh, felt a little guardians in that way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think, yeah, it was his dad who was uh, a total knob and was like, then they died and he kind of went into foster care. And I, it was just, it was a good backstory without me, without it being turning into a sob story, you know, like there wasn't a scene where baby cried. Yeah, his... that's an I, and that's another thing I like. There's a lot of show don't tell. Yeah, yeah exactly. in this movie, like like he he just shows the audience 
what happened. He doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have an audience. Have a character just sit there and just talk about everything. Say he, this is what happened. This is why I feel this way. This is all this stuff. He and just, he had the perfect little, person to do that. Well, no, but the thing is, he did do that. He did a lot of explaining, but it was through Kevin Spacey, and it was done in a way that yeah. is that it, it's it's exposition being told to people that to people that need to know it in a funny yeah. way, you know. And it's that's my kind of exposition. Hell yes, I, I don't need people sitting around and talking about their feelings. Give have it be funny and have it be quick and necessary, and I'm down for it. Um, Kevin Spacey was probably the biggest surprise for me because he kind of he started off as such a he was like a one dimensional kind of crime boss character, but the more that we got to know about, like I never used the same crew twice except for you and. His relationship with Baby, like that, the scene where he's, um, again, where he's explaining Baby's backstory, where he's like, I just watched this kid, like, tear through my car and take all my stuff, and I didn't do anything because I just couldn't help but admire the balls on him. And then he let him go, tracked him down, and he's been, made him work for him ever since. Was just, it was, I think it it was, the the writing and the delivery just came together perfectly, uh, with that. And that was one of, that was one of my favorite moments of the movie where Kevin Spacey just kind of goes off and, like I said, he exposition dumps, but in just such a beautiful, beautiful way, and mm-hmm. um, and just the the evolution that his character goes through at the end. What did? How did you guys? How did you guys react to that? Once, because he leaves the movie for a bit, and then when Baby gets in a jam, he calls him up, and he base he we kind of he evolves from there. What did you guys think of how they developed Doc or whatever his name was, Cody? I thought it was fine, and then yeah. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if I agree with. I don't think he would ever actually helped him mm-hmm. after that. But I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me. Yeah, Josh. I mean, yeah, it didn't. But didn't did, bother well, me. Well, I, I didn't expect, and but it didn't stuck out to me as something that just came out of nowhere. But I didn't expect him to kind of drop everything and sacrifice his life really to help Baby and his girl. Yeah. I liked it. I was like, I mean, I don't know if I'd say it was like an earned or like a through line like arc for him. Yeah. Because it's not really ever set up that way. But it's like, but it kind of is because it's like at the beginning you're kind of, you set it up as like, he's not, there's a reason he's using this kid multiple times because he's good and because he likes him. And I guess this is kind of, you could see it as this way of kind of saying thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. That's part of his character. I don't really know. I mean, but I, it does, I don't really care that much. I mean, I, I liked it. I liked the direction they took him. I was like, oh, this is he's not just mm-hmm. a dick who's going to screw this guy over. He's he's a he's a good dude. Yeah, and there's so. that there's the one line that kind of transitions us from Doc the dick to Doc the the hero, I guess, where he just says, I I was in love once, and yeah, only like there's only a handful of actors who can handle that much of a character pivot. And it's like Spacey, Jeff Daniels, and like I don't know. Uh, That's pretty I guess, much it. I can make the argument for Kurt Russell too, uh, but there's like maybe half a dozen at most actors who can sell that, and I bought it for the most part. Where I, where he took up the shotgun and did what he needed to do to protect Baby, and I just like I said with uh, with any other actor, I'd just be like, no nope, bullshit, not happening. But Spacey just. That's the power of have, of hiring great actors is they can fill in the blanks for you where you don't if you don't want your screenplay to over talk and over explain you can just get a great actor and they can do a monologue and an just in a 
in a facial expression. So, um, yeah. it worked. It, that definitely worked for me. And um, let's talk about the comedy of this movie because this is by f- I mean intentionally it's Edgar Wright's least funny movie. Even though I, I laughed at it more than Shaun of the Dead. It's more. It's a lot reason. of the humor is kind of more subtle and dry. Yeah. Than something like Scott Pilgrim. Or yeah, or just not there. I mean, it's a lot of it is sort of. Uh, it, it, this is played pretty straight as more of a caper than like a there's no there's no gags there's no like funny yeah. sequences it's just like lines that characters say that happen to be funny mm-hmm. or just meant for little comedic relief moments mm-hmm. and I didn't mind that uh, I liked it a lot it's it's good to have a little bit of variety and I think for for somebody like Baby especially I mean you get your comedy through Jamie Foxx for the most part and he. Either things that he does or things that he kind of makes other characters say. Um, that's where a lot of the comedy came from. Where maybe it had been better if Baby was a little bit more humorous, but I don't know. Uh, in hindsight, maybe that would have come off as hokey. But I, for for the comedy that was there, it was good. And there was, I think that there was some... I can't remember what what it was, but there was a, one line that made me die. That was like a pun or something like that. Uh, but there there was a hand. I think I laughed out loud about four or five times, maybe six, which is good. I can live with that <laughs> for a movie that isn't all comedy. Um, but did anything tickle your funny bone, Josh? I mean, not. There wasn't any. I can't think of any like standout moments. It's just like little bits and pieces throughout that made me laugh but there was never like a a single moment that i was like that's hilarious and it's like the standout comedy moment of the movie the the mike myers scene was the closest it got to having like a gag or a bit or whatever which was which was very funny i I dug that um i thought you would like that josh they're talking about halloween and jason or whatever Hmm. the mike myers masks they got the wrong mike myers Remember? Remember? That was great. That was yes. hilarious. That's that one of the things. I was like, I know Josh is going to love this. He likes that yeah, Michael Myers he's like, he's like, oh, you mean Jason. No. <laughs> everybody knew him. I like how they kill that guy, too. I do. Another little thing is um, the violence aspect of, like, of baby is was a little was also a little bit undercooked, um, because they kind of make a big deal. Yeah, they make a big deal early on of like you know one of these days you're gonna have to get your hands dirty, baby. You know, and he and, does, and he's just completely fine with it. Yeah, we're just like, okay, I guess I will. And I know he does it like he only does it to save. I think the first time he does is to save his um, awesome. Deborah, or yeah, no. Yeah, his foster dad. So like, but whatever. I don't remember exactly what he does, but I know it was done to protect somebody. But then it's just they don't really pay much attention to it, and I don't need I don't need to like linger on it and have him talk about his feelings or whatever. But just to again, that's a spot where a great actor would kind of make up the difference by a facial expression after he shoots somebody or whatever that just Anzo Elgort didn't deliver at least for me. But um, yeah, if. If you just take Ansel Elgort out and get either a better actor, or just rewrite a little bit, this movie could be perfect. But it's just it's being held back just a little bit for me. 
Um, so any further thoughts? Any f likes, dislikes, or moments that you want to talk about, guys? Not that I can think of. No? Josh? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, it's solid movie. It's solid really well movie. written, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some of these lines are dope AF. Where does Edgar Wright go from here? That's the question. Oh, boy. And Scott Pilgrim, too. Actually, he's got a... He does have a couple of pro... <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, too. I wish. That'd be much better as a TV show. Probably right. Probably. I should definitely go on TV. Uh, let's see. So, he does have a couple of projects coming down the pipe. Um, let's see. He's got a remake of Gorgo. He's got a... He's working on an adaptation of a novel called Grasshopper Jungle. Uh, What's that? It's a, apparently it's a book. Really? Which is interesting. Yeah. He's uh, looking at an adaptation of a Neil Gaiman novel called Fortunately the Milk, which is a time travel story. It's going to be hybrid of live action animation starring Johnny Depp, so that's going to be good. Um. Oh. And he's gonna co-write. He's co-writing a movie about the concept of shadows, which would be an animation his animation debut, which is so that project is in limbo. But Grasshopper Jungle is a young adult novel set in Iowa during the modern economic recession, where sexual thoughts rob girlfriend friend. This is interesting. This is I don't understand what this movie is, but. This is Grasshopper Jungle seems like Catcher in the Rye, so I don't know oh, why he did that. But then, so Catcher in the Rye is an awful book. <laughs> Whatever he does is gonna be awesome. So uh, I'm he's he's one of those directors now. Like, people talk about oh the state of film and people like Edgar Wright or Damien Chazelle or Denis Villeneuve. These Trying are to fix it. Now they they're the next uh, generation, you know. And uh, movies are gonna are in good hands if you got people like them them making them. So, uh, let's give it a grade, shall we? Josh. Sure. All right. Oh me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna go nine out of ten. Okay. I'm gonna drop it an eight. Very solid movie. So, Cody. I'll go right in the middle. I'll give it an eight and a half. Ah, oh, perfect. We covered our bases. All right. So. As I said before, this is the last day of June, so we are at the halfway point of the year. So what better time than to give our five, top five movies of the year so far? There's a lot left to see. I think I've maybe seen about a third of my final output uh, of the year, so this this is this is going to be a lot different, I think, from, uh, from where it is now to at the end of the year, but I'm excited nonetheless. So, uh, Cody... Any honorable mentions? Oh, uh, no. I didn't okay. think that far ahead. That's fine. Josh, honorable mentions? Uh, just one. John Wick 2. Okay. Forgot about that movie. I have got uh, honorable mention number one of three is Life. Do you either guys see this? No. no. Alien Light? Yeah. But the thing is, even the best hamburger I would ever have a couple steps down from that is still a pretty dope hamburger. And it's got a really cool ending, and it's a just this tight little sci-fi movie that I had a blast with, and I think it was really cool, and would gladly watch again. 
Uh, but it's nowhere near as good as Alien, but what is? And my second novel mention, if you could call it my number seven movie of the year so far, is Alien Covenant. Big disappointment. I was hoping it would be a lot higher, but it's still a pretty cool movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. And then six is It Comes at Night from last week or two weeks ago or whatever. Uh, another movie I just had a blast with, and um, really liked it. It's a good film. Okay. Cody, number five of the year so far. Well, I, just because I just saw it a few hours ago, and I don't, I, I haven't let it sit yet. But Baby Driver sitting at my number five. Okay, all right. Uh, Josh, I mean, we since we talked about it at length, Josh, yeah. number five. <laughs> yeah. We'll move on. Yeah, my five is also Baby Driver. Shit. Cool. Uh, my number five is uh, Baby Driver. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I swear to God. Best friends ever. Wow, <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> All right. Okay. Moving on then. <laughs> Number four, Cody. Number four, uh, I gave to Get Out. Oh, okay. Very good movie that I enjoyed quite a bit. Had lots of fun watching. Smart ish, and I just I, I enjoyed it. Um, not particularly scary at any point, but it really fucks with your head. Mm. Yeah, I really, really liked it. I don't like that it's being labeled as a horror movie. It's, no, it's a psychological thriller. Exactly. But, I mean, that, not that that hurt it. The movie made, you know, 8,000 times its budget, so YOLO. Enough. Uh, it says proof that you can have movie phenomenons in 2017. Word of mouth can get you real far these days. So, go go get out. Uh, Josh, number four. Uh, my number four is... Um, where'd it go? There you go. One second... One, it only takes da, 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 da. a girl. Uh, my number four is Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Okay. Loved it. It's a great. I think it's one of the best Marvel movies. I think it's better than the original. Um, and See, you've, watched the, need... you've watched the original like a thousand times. I've seen the original like a thousand times, and I like this one more. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I and love it so much. I didn't it's expect so good. that. Yeah. It's such a different Marvel movie. I don't care what anyone says. It's, no, definitely it's is. so... I just, I've, because I've seen some people say it's just like another formula thing. It's like this, this is so not formula, and I love it. It's, mm. oh god. No, it's pretty good, pretty good. Cool. Uh, my number four, and I can't believe this is my fourth favorite movie of the year, which I, I think says more about the movie than the year that this has been, because I think it's been a pretty decent year so far. Uh, my number four is Fate of the Furious. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm as surprised as you are. I, I, this is the, it's, it's the, no, it's the best movie going experience I've had. Maybe if I hadn't gone to the premiere and it had a, such a good audience, it might be lower, but it's just, I don't, I haven't laughed as hard as a movie in, since like Deadpool probably. Like this is just such a funny, enjoyable, entertaining popcorn movie. And normally I don't like those, but. Fuck it, Fate of the Furious, man. It's awesome. <laughs> YOLO. Uh, had a blast. Can't wait for 30 more. It's going to be great. Um, Cody, number three. Logan. Ooh, good choice. One of the best superhero movies I've ever seen. Not better than The Dark Knight. I'm just going to get that out there right now. There you go. Thank you. Just just, uh, just a, a thought, just in case someone says something a little bit later. Yeah. Um, that would be fake he- news. By the way, it's just it's a great little mo- 
it's the probably the best way to finish off Wolverine's story that they could come up with because gotta die sometime. But I read, I want to read the comic book that it's based mm-hmm. on before I watch it again. Let me ask you guys: Will Will Logan be undercut if we get a Deadpool and Wolverine movie? Will you like that movie I mean, less if they if he pulls nah, Michael Jordan? Depends on what it means. Like, are they gonna bring back Hugh Jackman or just do a different Wolverine? No, Hugh Jackman. I mean, depends on how they do it. Yeah. But like, if they said it in the past or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I might be a little peeved if if Jackman like does this whole "I'm done, this is it." And then comes back because again, that's yeah. that's total. If that's it's a for like a, move. I, I'd if it's for a cameo, I'd be cool with it. If it's for like a movie, I'm not. I don't like people it. do that all the time. Mark Hamill said he was going to be done voicing the Joker after Arkham City. Well, he only did that to keep to make Arkham Knight a surprise. But then he voiced fucking everything. Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with that. Um, <laughs> what happens first? Does does Michael Bay make Transformers six or does Hugh Jackman play Wolverine? Michael, your uh, yeah, Michael Bay makes no. No, Michael Bay makes Transformers six. Oh, totally. Uh, it's like Cher, like she's been on a farewell tour like for thirty years or something like that. I don't know if it's Cher or some. It's one of those people. Uh, cool. Uh, so Josh, your number three. My number three is Wonder Woman. Wow, I've seen that. Yeah, I love it. It's so I've seen it twice. It's the only movie. No, I take that back. It's the, one of two movies I've seen twice in theaters this year. Um, I loved it. It's so good. It is everything I've wanted in a DC movie since this whole thing started. Um, I think it's the best DC movie, well, DC universe movie. Um, and it's just it's it's great. I love it. I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. And again. And again. Okay, good. Just making sure. Cool. Uh, My number three is a movie that we have not talked about and that I saw a while ago. And it's called, and I think it's going to be upstaged by a movie that seems to be similar in subject matter that's coming out next week. Uh, Spider-Man? No, my number three is Personal Shopper with Kristen Stewart. I think A Ghost Story is going to be doing a lot of similar things that this is doing, so... I might have to, I'll probably be eating crow fairly soon, but as for right now, <laughs> Personal Shopper is really, really good. It, It's not what you expect, but it is... That movie about a ghost? What? Personal Shopper? Kind of. I had no idea. It's kind of hard to, it's a, it's a hard movie to explain. It's very French, if you know what I mean. Like, but so it's weird. not, it's not obnoxiously French, I guess, and... I think it's a better theater experience than it is a movie because it just kind of there's just this tension in it that I think um that kind of got to me when I first when I saw it a few months ago and uh yeah it's just it's it's an interesting little movie and I think a lot it's one of those movies where everybody who watches it will get something different out of it depending on their life experiences and um I think it, it it'll connect with a lot of people if they the more they go to see it, and it's just don't go into it with any expectations of it being a certain way, and just kind of let the movie unravel in front of you. And if you, I, I, I get it if people hate it, it's t- totally understandable. But I think there's a lot in there that's that's good, and 
So I'm just gonna wait for Ghost Story to come out. Yeah, I think so. I have a feeling they're gonna do very similar things. So, you know, we'll see. Ghost Story looks so good. Um, cool. So Cody, you're number two. Okay. Um, Alien Covenant. Whoa. I love that movie. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just an alien fan, too much of an alien fan at heart that I, I let it blind me, but seeing the alien on yeah. the theater was super cool. Yeah. But I really liked it. I had fun with it. I liked the alien. I liked all the alien monsters that they threw in there. And I'm going to buy it. I'm going to watch it again and again and again. Not as much as Alien. No. No. It's not as good as Alien. There, I said it. Can't disagree with you there. <laughs> Can't disagree with you. All right. Uh, Josh, your number two. My number two is a little movie that came out in January, and I've seen it like seven times. A Medea movie came out in January? Oh, Which shut one? up. Um, the, the Halloween one. Um, <laughs> Boo. Boo, a Medea Halloween story. No, uh, Split. Split, See, fam. I was going to put that on my list, but it says it's a 2016 movie. Well, they're, it's wrong. Yeah, it's, um, 2017. it's a 2017 movie. Um, said, but I think it came out before. No, it had it was in a film festival in 2016 yeah. for, like, one. No, if it's a film it festival, my rule of thumb is that if it, was, if it was in a festival or released for five seconds in New York and L.A., then it then it, I can count it as a 20, as a, a 2017 movie or something like that. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah it, it wasn't. It wasn't like pr- premiered or released in 2016. It was released 2017. Um, but yeah, second, it's my number two. I love it. Bring on glass. I need it. More like ass. Oh shit! You did it. You no. Did it. I like Split. I told you I like Split. I like that was a cool movie. It was a good time. I knew Taylor Joy might Great need to time. retire, but you know it's a good movie. No, Anya Taylor Joy is amazing. Okay, sure, you say so. She's good. She's, she's, she's better little... than Emma Watson. Whoa, now. Thank you. Who's a dick now, Cody? Who's a Whoa, dick sure. now? <laughs> Everybody. Okay. Uh, so your number two. It's, it's uh, is it? It's split, fam. Cool. Uh, my number two is uh, <laughs> it's gonna go Beauty and the Beast on this one. Yeah, I was gonna put that on my list too. Really? Why didn't you? Because I forgot about honorable mentions, and then I remembered that Alien came out. <laughs> it's a good movie. Love Beauty and the Beast. Love the music. Love everything about it. Had a blast. Uh, did not expect it to be this high, but here we are. So, Cody, your number one movie of 2017 so far is Wonder Woman. Okay. I really, really liked Wonder Woman. I almost cried at Wonder Woman. I'm not proud of that fact, but I did. And I enjoyed it. I had nothing else to say. It's a fun movie. We talked about it for like three hours. It's true. We did. We did. We did. We sure did. We sure did. Justice League, though. Will that ruin Wonder Woman? That's the problem. That's that's the question we need to ask. It's probably going to be bad, you know. No, it'll probably be good. You do this every time. They're oh, you you're always wrong about them. No, I'm not. Batman v Superman is going to be great. Stinks. Or at least according to you. Suicide Squad is going to be awesome. Stinks. You got it right with Wonder Woman. But you were still nervous about it. So I'm back on track. That's what I heard you say. 
No, it means you got lucky. <laughs> I think. I don't, maybe. I don't know. I just want to point out. I hope it's good. Who predicted, who predicted that The Force Awakens would make $247 million? Me. No. Wow. Way to go, Josh. You guessed that Star Wars would make a ton of cash. Man. You're like I'm Nostradamus. Out of it. <laughs> More like Josh Stradamus. Uh, oh, he did it. He did it. Got him. Yeah, I haven't heard about Nostradamus in a very long time. Hasn't he been wrong about the, the last four things he said was going to happen? I thought he predicted 9 11. I know, but everything after that. No, but didn't they, like, because of, like, timing or whatever, didn't some of his predictions get, like, mistranslated or something? I don't know. Are we really defending uh, Nostradamus right now? I am. I don't know about you. Listen. No. No? Okay. All right. Josh, you're number one. I know what it is. My number one, everyone knows what it is. And there's a very high chance it's going to be there until December 15th. Um, See, you say that, but Star Wars hasn't been your favorite of the year the last two years. So don't even... my favorite of the year the last 30 years. Um, It's Logan. Yeah. Weird. It's, It's... it's I think it's to me it's my favorite superhero movie. It's it just Okay. It wraps up seventeen years of story in one perfect little package. Let me ask you let me ask delivers you delivers the Wolverine I've always wanted to see with some of the best performances I've ever seen in a movie of this genre. If you had to put together a trilogy, a Logan trilogy Using all the movies, using that. all the movies, not well. That was, the the actual Logan trilogy isn't great. No, but like a well, picking your own about. Logan trilogy of different points in his life. What would what would give somebody who's an outsider the the ultimate Logan life experience? Um, I think the first X Men, and then, god damn it, I can only pick three. Yeah. Like a beginning, a middle, and end I, to the Logan. Because I would say the first two X-Men, the Wolverine, and Logan. See, but... I wouldn't. My movies would be, I'd probably do X-Men 2, Days of Future Past, because it needs to, there needs to be a good movie in there. And Logan. Yeah, same as Cody. I, 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 because day, or Days of Future Past, or no, um, that other one we were talking about. Fuck, I just said it. X-Men 2. <laughs> Doesn't it give a? It gives an origin story. Yeah, right? that does. You know what? I'm, yeah. yeah. I, but the thing is, Days of Future Past isn't about Logan at all. That's just like he's, he's like a he's he's, he's, he's he's just the vessel for the story that involves. Everyone I know else. that's that's why it's a perfect middle chapter because you get a little bit of you get a little bit of his early life and then his later. You life. don't. It doesn't add almost anything to him as a character. It's about Charles and um, Eric. Eh, maybe, or, um, but he's Austin he's there for most of it. People that he's ever met in his life. Yeah, I would say X two, the Wolverine, and then Logan. I <laughs> like the Wolverine though. That's the difference. Wolverine is fantastic. That's that's objective. Um, Wolverine's okay. That was that was my movie homework from like nine months ago. So. I've been sitting on my are we doing the that? Wolverine do thoughts. We, are we all caught up in that? Can we do that? No, Cody's a little movie. stinker. Is the problem. Told me you were gonna buy it for me. I don't. That's fake news. <laughs> I'm gonna no look it up thing. on the phone. I'm gonna tweet it out. I'm gonna look up on the phone. Just rent it. It'll be like two dollars. It's a great movie. It's but three dollars. I don't want to spend it on a <laughs> shitty movie. It's a great movie. Um, I do. I agree, with Cody. X two, Future Past, and Logan. I think are the perfect. It's like a Logan trilogy. I love how you can just pick and choose 
how many because of how many times Hugh's done it. The soft reboots. The, so. the garbage uh, Logan trilogy would be like, I don't know, X three Origin, and Origins. Yeah, X three Origins and. Oh, there's no more. Cool. Damn. <laughs> Two parter. Oh well. Apocalypse. Was he in? Oh, he was in like five seconds. But he was the best part of the movie. Apocalypse sucked. Ugh, hate that movie. Um, cool. So my number one. Do you guys know what it is? Huh? Get out. Yeah, it's get out. Is it Power Rangers? It's oh. get out. No, it's get out. The smartest. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. We'll get your thoughts on it in a sec. But um, I think it's I think it's the smartest. In terms of a screenplay and just the amount of thought that went into this, I think it's it's the smartest movie I've seen since Steve Jobs, probably. Um, wow. It's just everything... It's a movie where everything matters and nothing is just done just to do it because it's cool or cause, because whatever. Just It's so meticulous and smart and to the point, and it's got a lot to say. And Jordan Peele is, like... He's so gifted. He's... He... He sh- he really did surprise me. I did not expect it to be this good, and you know it's one of those movies where I saw it in the theaters and it kind of hit me. I was like, "Wow, that was a great movie!" But it's just it's one of those little uh, one of those ones that just burrows itself into your brain and you just keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it. And I've I like I've liked it progressively more and more as the as the years gone on, and it's definitely gonna make my top ten at the end of the year. But I'm I don't know. We'll see because. <laughs> Everybody Wants Him was my favorite from, like, April on, and this has been my favorite since I saw it in, like, February or March or whatever, so who knows how much longer it's going to stay, but uh, Get Out is, I think it's the best movie of the year, and it's definitely my favorite, so. So we got Wonder Woman, Logan, and Get Out. It's an interesting trifecta. Very interesting. Uh, Josh, you just recently saw this, correct? Yes, I did. And you liked it. I did. That was really good. Not enough for an honorable mention. I, I I didn't lose my mind over it like everyone else did, probably because it was overhyped a little for me. But it's really good. It's really well written. Uh, I just it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's really it's pretty much. I'd say this is the better version of what Zootopia tried to be, which was just like and not like it's it's not at all like Zootopia at all. Um, but it's just, like, in the sense that, like, it's a social commentary involving, like, relevant topics. Mm-hmm. But I thought this went about it way more intelligently, way more subtly, and way more interesting to watch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, I, I, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I think maybe – I think if I watched it again, I might like it more because I was kind of tired when I watched it. I watched it in a car. Um, <laughs> so, you see, you shouldn't do that when you're driving, though. That's the problem. You killed a lot of people, Josh. You have a lot to answer for. I know. <laughs> Just don't worry. I'm watching Get Out. Just, it's fine. It'll be okay. I'll call the cops. It's, maybe. Just get on Star. I'm watching Get Out. Um. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good. So, moving on to watching, reading, listening to. You popped a cherry recently, so talk about the prestige. Oh, that's right. It's about um, goddamn time. It's It's fantastic. Yeah, it's everybody it's, knows geez, except for you. Um, well, <laughs> shut up. Um, it's been out for eleven years, man. <laughs> it's I don't I have I there are a million movies you haven't seen. Name well, one. <laughs> the the thing. I've seen the thing. I just don't like the thing. Well, that's it. I, 
I didn't mean that. <laughs> Never mind. I haven't seen the remake of the thing. That's what you're there, talking about. There you go. Why did you admit You haven't seen the have you seen the fly? Uh yeah, it's like my favorite one of my favorite U two songs. It's a great music video. We were just talking about that. A man oh, will were... rise. Yeah, well you were off. That was interesting. Hmm. But you liked the prestige. I did. It's great. It's probably one of my favorite Christopher Nolan movies. Then again, I only have two of his movies that I don't think are like Actually, really, I only have one of his movies that I don't think are, like, amazing. I'm literally going to kill so, you. Wonder Woman yeah. said love is, like, the ultimate thingy, and you were fine with yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a superhero movie with magic and powers and gods and goddesses. Interstellar is the real world of science. Love is unquantifiable. That's a fact. Oh, it transcends space and time, man. It's love, Tars. It's love, Tars. <laughs> and Wonder Woman didn't use love as a power. It's not Wonder a power. Use love as an idea. It's, it doesn't use love as a power. It uses it an idea. Does. Who doesn't? What do they do with love? They don't do anything. I don't know. I've seen the movie four times, and I still don't. You've seen it more it. than I have. I've seen it like three times, maybe. I've seen it like sixty, and you hate it. You still hate it. Hate it. I just. You hate it. You said that you. Hate the prestige. The prestige is so much better. Prestige is great. Did you what? It, what happened in the ending? What do you think oh, the happened? Of the Prestige. Yeah. Spoiler for the Prestige. Um. What do you like? What do you mean? Like what happened? What in, happened in the ending? I'm asking yeah. this because I saw it three times before I realized what the ending actually meant. So I'm curious to see what you I was. I, it's one of those movies where like I was kind of confused a lot of the way through, and then that the big reveal happened, the twin thing, and I was like, oh. I like, and everything kind of made sense. Um, and then... What about the cloning thing? The cloning thing, yeah. I mean, that kind of made sense. Yeah. That was kind of established, like, not, like, mm -hmm. more, like, midway through the movie. Um, but yeah, that made sense, too. Um, I think, I, I feel like I do need to watch it again. To oh, kind of oh, absolutely. You got... Fully grasp it, but I, I, I got it. I got most, pretty much all you the say that, but I'm telling you, once once you see it like three times, and you be like, "Oh my god, I missed everything." I'm so dumb. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Cody, you like the Prestige, right? Oh, I love it. Where's that ranking Nolan for you, Josh? Uh, right now, I think it's my number four. Okay. Maybe five. I don't know. So Interstellar one. Yep. Dark Knight two, Interstellar three, and then Interstellar twice. Prestige. I know it gets two spots. Jesus Christ! No, Inception. Then Dark Knight, then Batman Begins. Then what else? Then, then, Prestige or Memento or Memento then Prestige. I don't remember. One in in one of those two I orders. I think the Prestige is better than Memento. Totally. Memento's fine. Memento's fantastic. It's fine. Insomnia is where it's at though. That's a good. Insomnia is a super cool movie. It is. Still need to watch it. Yeah. I need to see Following too. Yeah, sure, maybe. Dunkirk isn't long now. Getting close. Now? It's like seventeenth, twenty-first, something like that. I already know will probably be better than Interstellar. Of July. Yeah. What, what movies are coming out? We got Spider-Man Spider up next, Land of the Apes, then Dunkirk. Barf. Barf. I'm so excited. I'm just seeing a triple feature of Planet of the Apes. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. That's a very satisfying movie-going experience. Yeah. I just hope that I can just watch Rise. Or don't. Um, 
I'm watching all I'm three. Watching. They're all playing in the theater. No, Mason still hasn't seen the first one. I have seen the f- I've seen the first one. I saw it on TV a while ago, like 2013 or something like that. It's fine. It's okay. Why did you think I didn't see it? Because you said you didn't see it. I think I was lying because I know I've seen it. Well, watch it again. <laughs> no. Yes. Watch no. it again, too. No. Watch all of them again. Watch them before the new one comes out. Don't like monkeys. What do you want from me? Come see the movies with me. No, I hate monkeys. They Fine, creep me out. Wednesday, They're not monkeys. Wednesday the 12th. We're just going to see you being uh, nice seats there. Low key, that's, go- that's when I'm going to Hershey Park for this year. Sorry, bro. Quick. What, if what if you're there with a bunch of Planet of the Apes fans and you have a new found love at, her, at, a, great at an amusement set. park in the middle of Pennsylvania? No. Just, oh, my God. I'm not going to that. I'm going to <laughs> ride rides. Oh, my God. I like Why? roller coasters. I don't like monkeys. They're not monkeys. I don't like monkeys. Well, so lions are to somebody's face one day, and you're gonna get punched. Good, lions are cats, so don't even don't at me. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? I don't know. Watching, reading, listening to Cody. What have you been up to? Oh shit. Um, I told you about that super long series I started, right? Oh my god, yeah. Like the where I the ch- on one the chapter is like 400 pages or one yeah, battle. Yeah, that's like that's the last book, book, book though. Okay. Um, I'm on the second book now. Oh I watched all of Avatar The Last Airbender. A. Again. A. Um, now I'm on The Legend of Korra. That second season is garbage. It's I nowhere hate. near as good as Avatar. No, but like the rest of the show is pretty cool because it kind of does its own thing, but season two just sucks. With like this, the, the, the spirit one. Yeah. Like... So boring. So boring. Season three, I can't remember who's. You've seen it before, right? I haven't seen season three. I've only seen seasons one and two. Oh. Season three has a kick-ass villain. I can't remember what the what he or she is called, but you have that to look forward how, to. How, does, how do they compare to Fire Lord Ozai? Oh, nowhere near as good. But it's just, it's just not built up. But in terms of intimidation, it's pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, hmm, I don't remember what the name is person's name is but it's real good real real good josh thoughts on avatar the movie from 2009 or 10 yeah yeah sure well i can just give it for you it sucks but avatar the show aka the better one in every possible way i've never seen it watch it's on amazon prime do it do it do it you have no excuse just watch it you have no excuse I have an excuse. I don't watch TV. It's not TV. It's not on TV. It's HBO. It's still a I TV mean, show. It's on demand. Come on, it's only three seasons. Yeah. And they're 22-minute episodes. It's going to take you like a week to finish. Exactly. That's time I could use to watch movies. Yeah, but you could also not do that and watch... This is basically a long TV. movie. It's like there's three Ugh. seasons, like a three-arc structure. The build, uh, it's, ha- it's like Harry Potter, kind of. If you like Harry Potter, you'll like, like that. I like it better than Harry Potter. Yeah. Can't, I can't disagree with you there. Well, I, I like can. I do disagree, I like but... Its, I like its <laughs> magic system better than Harry Potter's. That's Now, that's interesting. I just, I, the only thing I don't like about Avatar... Your mind. I know, but... You can do in Harry Potter. You can't do shit in Harry Potter. Yeah, you can. It's still lame, though. You don't have to say anything when you're earthbending. I just don't like... I, I don't, just don't like about Avatar that they just kind of make up new bending just to fit the plot, you know? It's like, oh, well, she can lightning bend and blood bend, so yeah, that's that pretty cool. Yeah, that one's kind of stupid. 
but like blood bending makes sense, and so does metal bending. I know, but they just kind of throw it at you like nonchalantly, like for so long. It's like, oh, there's these four types of bending, and then all of a sudden they run into people who've like, oh, I create a new kind of bending. It's awesome. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> all yeah. right, just throws a lot at you. That's all. Uh, I saw some movies, and I've been watching some TV. First movie I want I'm going to talk about is Terminator 2: Judgment Day, which I've done some research, Josh, and I've actually discovered that this is a movie. Oh my god! I did not know it was a movie before, but now I know. I know I know it's at, at least that that it's a movie, but it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm not. You're not getting any more out of me. It's good. It's a good action movie. Sure. Stuff happens, things blow up. Arnie gives a thumbs up, and then it's over. It's good. It's good. It's James Cameron's best movie. You mean subject figure that Aliens is in there? Yeah, Aliens is good. It's fine. It's whatever. There's aliens and xenomorphs, and they do stuff. Terminator Two is a masterpiece. It's fine. It's fine. Nah, it's great. It's the. It's perfect. It's one of the greatest films of all time. Ooh, he said film. He did say film. Film man. <laughs> That's interesting. So you admit that it's a film. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a film. It's a masterpiece. It's art. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's I don't cool. think it's... I think calling it art might be a little bit far-fetched. It's art house. Yeah. Same yeah. It's, it's art house. It's an indie movie. Yep. No, Robert Patrick is a pretty... There's a little movie called Terminator 2. I don't think you've heard of it. Yeah, it's pretty low. It's pretty uh underground, you know? Got it on a, I got it on a laser disc from this guy I know in Portland. It's pretty... Pretty under wraps, man. I bought it with my bootleg of uh, Johnny Cash mixing out his mouth with water. <laughs> Terminator 2 is good, though. Should I watch Terminator 3? Do I have no. Two? Don't watch 3. Don't watch 4. Don't watch 5. Okay. They, don't ha- they, they didn't happen. They Pretty short exist. series. Yeah. They, need a, they need a Days of Future Past this whole timeline. No, just leave it. it just pretend it never happened and just let it just 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 let it die. Just let it die. <laughs> just don't. I mean, you've already done it. damage, so why not just take because, a risk and try to rectify because, it? Because they don't know how to do it. Because they've screwed it up three times, and I just, I don't. Just Terminator okay. 1, Terminator 2, leave it be. It's perfect. Forget the other one's happened. T2 would have been better if Joel Schumacher directed it. Oh, for fuck's sake. If on the robots they had nipples. See, not, an, yeah, exactly. Not enough nipples or Chris O'Donnell for my taste. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like if some if badass. maybe you should maybe if it had some Jim Carrey in in green spandex I would have been I, more on board. I hate you so much. <laughs> Not enough ice puns to be honest with you. Oh my god! What if you what if you swap that out and turn and the Terminator was the villain of Batman and Robin and Mister Freeze was the villain of Terminator? It like they just so that'd be so funny. I think we'd be watching the best movie ever made. Basically, which one would it be? Which of the two movies would be better? The Terminator one. Yeah, because Mr. Freeze is Mr. Freeze is what is the glue that holds that film so together. It would be Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. No, no, no. It'd be it'd be Robert Patrick dude against Arnie as Mr. Freeze. So, but who would be the so Mr. Freeze would be the hero? Sure. Now that's no. not to say if if they put a move if they put a Mr. Freeze and. Terminator movie together, a la Freddy vs. Jason or Alien vs. Predator. Magic. I'd, I'd watch the shit out of that movie. Absolutely. 
I just think I made I made a better movie just now than James Cameron did with Terminator Two. Just saying. Oh no. Just saying. Um. Also, a movie I saw. I rewatched this. Uh, Contact. You guys ever I heard of it? Robert Zemeckis, Jodie Foster. Really good movie. It's. It, I think. I think Josh. I think you would like it because it's it's Interstellar but, basically, but but good. Not as schmaltzy, I guess. Not as like Spielbergian, I guess. Um, give it a watch. Maybe you'll maybe you'll dig it. And then I've been rewatching the last seasons in the West Wing because you know, Matt Santos. Matt Santos mostly. Last four seasons then. Great. Well, last three seasons because he left after four. I think. Hmm. <coughs> Couldn't make Bartlett a one-term president though. That's true. That'd been interesting. Uh. Also, I just needed some good political. You know. Uh, drama, dramedy, I guess. After House of Cards, just sort of shit the bed for me. So that's about it. Um, coming up. Hopefully, here's what I th- here's what I hope happens in the next week or so. Spider Man Homecoming, and then a Mason Cody solo episode about the ghost story. That's that's my dream. I have a dream. I'm gonna watch both of those movies yeah. probably on the same day. Something tells I'll me watch, to sh- I'll watch I'll watch one of them. Yeah. Something tells me you would hate the ghost story, Josh. If it's anything like it comes that nothing happens, then nothing. Like it's this. That. It's from the same, same director movie. who made Pete's Dragon. So, oh, maybe it'll be good then. Yeah, well, you see, if it's in your area, I'm just looking, I'm just looking for an excuse to go to the uh, indie art. Cinemapolis. Cinemapolis. I haven't had that popcorn in forever. I want it so bad, so bad. But that'll do it for us this week. We talked Baby Driver. We talked Star Wars more than we should, and. I th- I'm I'm instituting a two week, uh, <laughs> a two week travel ban on Star Wars news to this show. Uh, you can take it to the courts all you want, but we'll veto it just like the SCOTUS. Oh damn, oh damn. But hope hopefully nothing breaks. But you never know with Star Wars. Um, are we supposed to be getting like a spinoff news soon, Josh? Yeah, that's actually probably gonna be coming out within the next two weeks. God damn it. So gonna be an Obi Wan movie, baby. Uh, bloom Obi Wan and the Blue Milk, a Star Wars story. Yes. All right. Well, and I guess until that happens, we're not going to talk about Star Wars. And I'm putting my foot down. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. But Spider-Man coming up next, and uh, and then Ghost Story, and then Dunkirk, and Monkeys, and it's going to be a grand old time. So, until next time, have a happy, safe, and patriotic Fourth of July. Take it easy, guys. Later. Wow.